Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, October 19th. Raise a glass. Today's scripture reading is found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 17 and 18 from the Message Translation, which reads, Even if I am executed here and now, I'll rejoice in being an element in the offering of your faith that you make on Christ's altar, a part of your rejoicing. But turnabout's fair play. You must join me in my rejoicing. Whatever you do, don't feel sorry for me. This is God's Word. On the same day that you wave the sheaf, offer a year-old male lamb without defect for a whole burnt offering to God, and with it, the grain offering of four quarts of fine flour mixed with oil, a fire gift to God, a pleasing fragrance, and also a drink offering of a quart of wine. That's Leviticus 23, 12 and 13, priestly procedural legislation stipulating the addition of both the grain and drink offering, think bread and wine, though on one occasion in Numbers it stipulated what we would call hard liquor, along with the substantive meat of the sacrifice, in this case a year-old male lamb, meat and bread and wine. We call that a party, a feast, and this was the idea and the practice of both pagan and Hebrew religious culture. Quite simply, the meat, bread, and wine were regarded as what the Greeks would call ambrosia, the immortal food of the gods. And while biblical authors and prophets make clear that the God of Israel wasn't hungry in need of our feeding him, this idea of the food of God loosely prevailed, at least conceptually, hence the needed prophetic clarification on more than one occasion. So whether drawing from Roman cultic practice or Jewish temple worship, the metaphor of the drink offering was a familiar one to his Philippian audience, much more so than it is to us. There was the substance of the sacrifice, the literal meat of it. And then there was the bread, to sop it up of course, and the celebratory wine. And that's what's key here. For Paul to speculate on his execution and style it as a drink offering is rather like saying, my friends, don't weep over my departure, raise a glass. This is a high and holy sacrifice, and the meat of the sacrifice is the work and service issuing from your faith. As John Wimber was wont to say, the meat is in the street, in this case, in the streets of Philippi, where they walked out their faith and love on a daily basis. They, their lives, their devotion, their work, their service, they were the substance, the meat of the sacrifice. Paul's life was just the wine poured over it. Wine representing joy and victory and celebration. Not his victory and celebration, but theirs. We would assume Paul's apostolic sacrifice and service would be the meat, and their life of responsive obedience, the celebratory wine, topping it off, poured out over that grand and noble offering, sealing it, anointing it. But he reverses it. They are the meat in this kingdom celebration. 
So no vial of tears, please. Just break out a bottle of wine. And I'll go first, says Paul. My life emptied like that bottle over the meaty significance of all you are and all you mean to God. And as I do so, laughing and giddy, you too join in as you raise a glass and pour it out with me. Isn't that just like Paul? To turn the crowning life moment of his own potential execution at the hands of a hostile government into a holy hoedown celebration? No doubt with Eric Idle whistling, always look on the bright side of life. And Paul wasn't even the main attraction. He was just the wine basting on the roast. Raise a glass, people. Raise a glass. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, how is it possible to have such a light-hearted and upbeat view of such a dark moment as one's execution? What current situation in your life could perhaps use such a light-hearted touch at this moment? Where can you find it? Lord, Help me with Paul to truly look on the bright side of life. Where others see meaningless loss, let me see boundless possibilities yet to unfold. Where others see a dark horizon, let me see the rainbow forming even now. Where others see humiliation, let me see the spotlight on the hope saturating the life and example of others. Not as a Pollyanna with her head in the clouds, but as a Paul with his eyes open to see more in the midst of the gritty reality of this all-too-often-not-yet existence. Through your mercies.